Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 53rd meeting of DKI Digital Era Entertainment's anime discussion podcast for your listening pleasure. I am one of your hosts, as usual, Digital Era Entertainment founder Mario Bueno. Welcome, welcome, everybody. It is another wonderful week in the season of spring. We spent the last two weeks talking about the stuff coming up this season, and now... We get to actually talk about some of the stuff that's actually been dropping, so hooray! Today I am being joined once again, representing the DFW uh, by Joel. <laughs> How are you doing hello, there, buddy? Hello. Welcome, doing welcome. pretty good. It is Friday. I'm talking anime. Life is good. Life is good, and it could be better, because we are about to have, coming at us from the municipality of Frongiville in Frongiland, it is Frongi. <laughs> Why are we doing this accent? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the thing from Wonder Woman 84, yeah. where uh, Pedro Pascal has a line that is, life is good, but, but it, it can, can be, be better. better. <laughs> it's literally the only good thing to come out of that movie, and I'm okay with this. <laughs> ah. Because Pedro Pascal is a gem. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome uh, welcome back, Franji. We are very glad to have you back to give us your thoughts on the upcoming spring season now that we have uh gotten a few of those uh out of the way so let's let's do the recap um i mean it's a little light for me this week uh because as i was telling frangi uh during the the pre-show i've been in like five different places all week and that is going to continue into next week uh so the most i've gotten to really catch up on uh was the second episode of odd taxi uh as well as Ooh, i have not seen the second episode of odd taxi yet i oh. I was oh. behind this week. I have not seen many second episodes yet. I was planning on catching up on most of them tomorrow. I've seen a lot of premieres, but you yeah. can't tell me what happens in Odd Taxi. Oh, yet. I won't. <laughs> I, I I will not. But uh, I'm invested now. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of this. I also finally gave a try to, uh, you know, Miss Nagatoro. Um, I'm gonna give that one a bit of a chance, and if it strikes out in the original uh, Japanese. Whoever picks it up for a dub, I'll I'll give it the Uzaki-chan second chance just in case <laughs> it translates better that way. But who this is a this is a weird one. I I love it, but I hate it. It's, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oof. Like I've never enjoyed teasing shows. Like even I I feel like we have gotten progressively more uh, aggressive because it started out with teasing Master Takagi-san, yeah. which is just you know this cute little elementary school boy and girl and like takagi is not malicious she is playful she's silly she is just poking this boy's buttons because she knows she can get him to react from her doing relatively mundane things or just like teasing is the right word of just it's very lighthearted, very playful yes and it, it's okay i didn't love the series i didn't finish it but um, it's okay. And then there's um, Uzaki, which is a bit more uh, nasty, but not like malicious again. It's yeah, not malicious. It's friendly. It's like the kind of messing around that you would do with, you know, your close friends. Yeah, it's that, like, yeah, oh, you know, it's that kind of... She, that she kind was of... messing with mm -hmm. the main character before they were friends, but it's the type of thing that if they had already been friends, you'd say, oh, this is just two friends messing with each other. Exactly. Like, it's, it's very well-meaning, uh, and I, I wouldn't even say it's, like, you know, really 
in a way it's like very positive minded nagging because she's trying to get him to be yeah, social so it's like yeah, it, it, it's with a good cause she crosses a bit of a line every so often but it's not like problematic exactly on the other hand nagatoro is oh! just a bully yep <laughs> straight up bully oh. Oh. like it it's 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 just a we really weird thing to to react to. So I'm like, like it, it uh, is. Uh, I guess if you're into that. <laughs> but actually, because it's the type of thing that I think that the audience is into that. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Like, oh, it. Yeah, I I, I definitely understand <laughs> where people where people might be interested in this. I'm like, I I see the appeal, but at the same time, I I don't know if this is really gonna be a, Wait, a, so a fun watch. Is it kind of like, oh, she's really hot. I want her to step on me, kind of thing, like bully, no, or is, is it like really take take the like, second half of that? <laughs> just the step on me kind of part. Okay. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, that's a uh, that that's my anime week in review. Um, what about you, Joel? Uh, as I go to the list. Um, I am an episode behind on Hero Academia. I've seen oh, the first yeah, two same. episodes of it, um, but I've been enjoying it so far. Um, get to do, get to do as I, yeah, because I saw Nagator and was like, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'll probably watch episode two and then I'll decide. Um, oh, I've been killing slimes for three hundred years and maxed out my level. This <laughs> one overperformed big time. Ooh. Really? Yes. Everything they're doing is. You know, it's been done before. It's by the book. It's someone was isekai'd, and one of the things that she wished was, all right, I would like to be immortal. I just want to lounge around and enjoy life, and the goddess that is reincarnating her is like, you know, you died early because you overworked yourself to death, and I'm feeling generous, so yes, I, I will grant this wish for you. Go right ahead and enjoy your life. And she enjoys her life, and just she becomes overleveled. And the thing is, the way the episode unfolds, I don't want to give away. There's a big moment in the last couple minutes of the episode that really just won me over because of how they handled a very poignant point. And I was already, without that moment, on board because it was just so fun. The characters were colorful. The dynamic and the banter going on was good. It's very difficult to pinpoint prior to that you know big thing at the end why i was enjoying it but i was just having so much fun um and i really appreciate that but then there was the kicker at the end which just had me being okay you got me i'm in uh i'm looking forward to the next episode again it's nothing revolutionary but it's just done very very well so i've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level I believe it is, uh, I think it's Crunchyroll that has that one. Let me double check. Yes, it is Crunchyroll. So do check that out. Very fun. Very wholesome. Oh, it's always good when you have those pleasant surprises that, you know, you you go into the show thinking, all right, it's going to be one of these cookie kind of, yeah, kind of like Bofuri. It's like you, you kind of expect it yeah, to be one it, thing. It just, and that's like this complete and, and that's the thing, but breath of fresh Bofuri, air. <laughs> but Bofuri wasn't revolutionary either. Bofuri exactly. did the things. It just did it well. Yeah. And that's very much what we have here. It's that type of vibe. Uh, oh, I also saw so Tokyo nice. Revengers. Oh, which I, I keep meaning to catch up on that. So first what episode was, was real good. Yeah, we're, we're dealing with Yay. some time travel revenge. Well, time travel revenge-ish shenanigans, as was indicated in the trailer. 
Uh, really good writing and characters so far. High production value brought to us by the folks at Linden Films. And uh, yeah, not something I'm going to say necessarily, oh gosh, this has anime of the year written on it, but B plus A minus work here, really, really good. Okay then. Yes, good, good. I'm I'm glad to hear that it did um, you know match up to expectations because yeah that one that one seemed like it was going to be a very interesting watch. So looking forward yeah, to when I can. This catch is something up on that. that is original and different for sure. That if that interests you, uh, the idea of okay, it, we've had time travel stuff before. I'm looking at you, Steins Gate. I'm looking at you, Erased. But you know we don't get time travel every season. Nope. So if time travel stuff is to your liking. Here is one of those, you know, once in a blue moon type of shows that you get, and it's shaping up to be pretty good. The other one that I want to call out from this past week that really took me off guard, it was actually Corey from the radio dramas that flagged this one for me, Shadow's House, which is one that Mario, you and I sort of, and eh, we kind of glazed over it in our review. It's a Cloverworks one. Yeah, I'm actually and, yeah, pulling this up right now just to refresh my memory because I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, so rereading <laughs> the little blurb from uh, Anachart. A faceless clan lives in a large mansion masquerading as nobles. Their caretakers are living dolls who spend their days cleaning up the tenants, the, the, the dirt the tenants leave behind, but there is a deeper mystery at play and the secret of the house will be unveiled. The first episode is just this living doll maid girl tending to the noble that she has been charged to and the whole thing is the, the reason it's called Shadow's House is because as the thing said, the the nobles are faceless, but it's not just they're faceless. They are literal shadows. These are 3D shadowy blobs that emit soot. Cool. There is no explanation for this as of yet. <laughs> there is not an explanation of this as of yet. It is completely a mystery, but the living doll is... They are made to look like the noble that they are tending to. Oh. You get the feeling that there's something at play here. I don't know, but just it, it was just these two characters. It was the young girl doll and the young noble and their interaction. And from the noble herself, she was not, you know, aggressive or being, you know, cruel to her maid. It was this very interesting character study of, you know, a maid and the noble. And it was really interesting. And the way that it's looking like is that each episode might be a, focusing on a different noble and their doll. Ooh, that's interesting. So I'm not sure where this is going, but I'm very interested. It It's gorgeous to look at. The dialogue is just... It, it's kind of difficult to to describe, honestly, but it was very gripping. So, Shadow's House, definitely recommended. That's the other one that I'm going to sort of focus on. I've seen several others, but that's enough of me blabbering on. So, Shadow's House and Killed Lots of Slimes. All righty. Uh, and actually, real quick before we uh, popcorn over to Franji to find out what she's been uh, checking out. Uh, have you been continuing with uh, Vivi by any chance? No, I've not had the chance yet. Okay. Have you? Uh, no, I still haven't even gotten started because uh, I forgot that that was a, a funny joint. <laughs> so I'm like, well, it's going to be a bit before I get to check that out. So I was just curious to see. Yeah, that's one of the ones uh, that I plan to, to probably watch tomorrow. Yeah. 
Um, okay, because yeah, def- definitely uh, keep us up to date on that one because that one once once it was elevator pitched to me, I was like, oh yeah, this sounds kind of dope. <laughs> yeah, no, they, it's really just been that I've been busy this week working on the mummy script, so. I well, I always fall usually a week behind because it takes me about a week to do a script, but then I catch up. So yeah, should be good by this time next week. Rock and roll. So Franji, what have you been checking out uh, since you were last on the podcast and also uh, since the new season started? So far, my spring season has been surprisingly light after last season. Um, I'm watching My Hero Academia. I'm super enjoying watching the fandom that only watches the anime figure out things about hawks and uh, see their reactions to things like that. Oh, yeah, that, and, was, uh, that was a real bait-and-switch moment there Yes. at the end of the first episode. Because I was like, oh, dang, so this is happening? And then the first five minutes of the second episode, oh, still cool, but wasn't quite the huge tease that the first episode had. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So I love getting people's reactions about that and, you know, the Todoroki family drama. I like the middle daughter. She's just trying so hard. She, she seems is. real sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then all the one for all stuff that people are freaking out over. So this is just a, yeah, a just party like, ah. for me. <laughs> Um, I'm watching Fruits Basket. My wife said something that really got me thinking the other day, and I actually would want to get your, you guys' opinions. Um, I've been enjoying the drama and, like, all the big reveals so far, but my wife said, you know, Fruits Basket is really different now this third season, and I don't know if I like it. She said all the lighthearted funny parts are gone. When was oh. the last time that anyone turned into an animal? And I had to think about that, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. No one's turned into an animal for a while, but, like, that didn't bother me. So is that bothering anyone else, or is everyone here so for the drama? I have not seen any of final season, but even trailing back to the second season, yeah. you're right, it had been a while that I think it only happened a couple times, but that's always been the hook, but not the focus of the show. Yeah. I don't necessarily mind it, especially as they start delving into these deeper issues. And the thing is, you see this with a lot of shows. You see this with My Hero Academia. You see it with the shonens in general or longer shows that they start off more lighthearted and then you begin to delve into deeper waters with more serious content. And when you're getting into this serious stuff, taking a weird moment to be a bit too light can end up feeling awkward and off. So right. they're just sort of sticking to, okay, this is what the story is right now. I'm sure that we will see happier times at the end when all is said and done. I will be kind of disappointed. Well, I suppose in the end, the curse would be broken, so you can't have the last shot be a gag of someone transforming. But I'm hoping that near the end, we'll get, you know, that lightheartedness when it's been earned again. Yeah, but for now, you're enjoying the darkness and the angst. Yeah, like I that's, am, yeah. That's what the story is at, the, that's at this time. That's where it's going. Yeah, okay. Um the other thing I've been watching is the Slime Diaries, although I'm I'm pretty behind. I've only seen like the first half of the first episode because I got tired it's, and had to go to bed. Well, I watched Fair. the first episode of the Slime Diaries and it didn't grab me. It's like, it's kind of like nice. trying it's to be the fumofu. Fine, yeah. <laughs> I just the thing is, I like the action and I like that little bit of tension. That even though right. Slime is a generally lighthearted show, the fact that there's just literal zero stakes here. Right. And that it doesn't even feel like there's really developing characters because we know how the characters are from the main story. Right. It's missing 
that key ingredient of a slice of life, which is character progression, because character progression still happens in slice of lives, but we're inherently not going to get that here because we have the character progression in the main series. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, I, like, I'll watch it if there's nothing else and I really need something lighthearted. Yeah, it's, like, it's I don't not know. painful, but it's the type of thing that I found myself getting distracted when I was watching. It was just, there's not enough there to really keep me engaged, and there's enough other good stuff this season that uh, I get the feeling I probably won't watch it, but goodness knows the second that Slime Proper resumes, I am back oh, on board. Same, same. Um the last thing I've been watching this season, and it's all Joel's gosh darn fault. <laughs> yeah, uh, what have I done? What have I done? It's Moriarty the Patriot. Oh, okay. oh yes, started you're coming welcome. out again, and they're coming out at nine thirty at night on Sundays. And man, that is past my bedtime. But I'm like every Sunday, I'm like, okay, I gotta stay awake. I gotta stay awake. So it's yes. awful because I'm like almost too tired to pay attention. But then I don't know, the theme song comes on and I freak out. Um, and I've been reading. Canon Sherlock Holmes Conan Doyle stuff left and right now and I'm just so obsessed I've rewatched so many episodes and I'm like oh my god the rug oh my god the wallpaper it's so pretty uh, you know b among you know pretty boys and cool mysteries and so I can't get enough of that <laughs> it's all Joel's fault yay I've done my job <laughs> yeah it's a good show all according to Keikaku <laughs> adjusts non-existent glasses <laughs> <laughs> Rock That's and roll. Update. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, we are we are basically up to date until uh, further notice. So I guess uh, now's as good a time as any to launch into today's topic. So we were going around the virtual clubhouse <laughs> earlier and trying to figure out. All right, so what what do we want to do? Because you know we just did two weeks of of previews for the the spring season. We're probably gonna you know just have only a handful of things to talk about from you know the current crop, uh, so that we're not you know backtracking too much and just giving some fresh thoughts. And then it came up that we have made a glaring omission in the 53 episodes that we have done this podcast glaring we have not like, talked it, about like, sports anime <laughs> yeah no, this was as always we've planned things really last minute here so i was brainstorming a bit this morning and i was thinking okay well we can just do all right initial reactions to the different shows but then we realized okay i've been busy writing scripts franji's been busy with stuff mario's been busy with stuff uh emmy is busy she just has actually completed an audition and goodness knows if you've done auditions that is absolutely draining that's why she's out today she is resting up after a job well done um but i was looking at the list of all right what could we do and i was just glancing i was like wait we've done sports right control f nope. spo <laughs> no results found what and it's interesting because we've had sports shows come up as parts of other topics like shonen yeah. tournament arcs like we've definitely touched on sports anime but we've never actually you know really deconstructed never gotten it. into the sports <clears throat> sports <laughs> so yeah we're gonna we're gonna squawk at you guys about sports anime today it is gonna be delightful because <laughs> yeah, uh, in particular we're gonna be focusing on team sports because yes we were discussing like there's a lot of sports out there and there's some individual ones some team ones and while you can lump them together, we want to get as much content out of this as possible. Plus, there's some really interesting differences between individual and team sports. So we're going to be splitting those up into different episodes. We're probably not going to do these back to back. 
but we might depending on how we feel next week because as always this is last minute planning gotta love it but today team sports yes uh so it, it this this one's a, a very interesting one uh because some of the more popular especially in shonen anime tend to be you know the team sports shows you would think it would be the individual sports shows you know your hajime no ipos and the like uh but no you've got your your eye shields your captain Tsubasa. um you've got uh you have so many so many to choose from um and it's it's interesting uh how the you know, the, the shonen genre tends to get all of these, you know, team sports uh, shows for, for the most part. But you do see uh, a lot of other sports represented uh, in the team format. Now, I'm straight up just going to popcorn this first one uh, over to Franji because I, I know one great example of a team sports show that has maintained its popularity that you have always enjoyed having an opportunity to, to screech about. Let's talk about some volleyball boys. <laughs> volleyball boys. Yeah. Hi, Q. Um, so I guess I should say first that I don't actually have that big of a background with sports anime. A long time ago, I really wanted to watch The Prince of Tennis and just never got around to it. Uh, so the first sports anime I actually watched was free. So if that kind of puts you like where I where I fell in um, and Haikyuu was going on before I even got to that. So uh, really recently, like just just past this past fall was when I watched all of Haikyuu. I could not stop watching it. Um and I didn't know anything about volleyball at all. Um, but Haikyuu is the kind of sports anime that makes you want to learn to play the sport that you're watching because you just want to be cool. Um, so I would lie if I said I haven't already bought a cosplay and contemplated taking volleyball. Um, but what I like about Haikyuu is that it feels like you're watching a real volleyball match. It is that exciting and gets you that hyped up. And it's still definitely anime. Like they have these long slow motion shots and people saying things and you're like, that could never happen in the actual two seconds that this would be happening in real life. But somehow it doesn't lose that sense of urgency or that sense of hype, no matter what they're doing. Um, so you just can't stop watching. Cause of course the games go over multiple episodes sometimes. And it's like, you got to go to the next one. You got to go to the next one. Cause you need to know who wins the set and you need to know who wins the match. Um, I have not been on the edge of my seat for any sports anime um, that I've seen, even though I've only seen a few, um, more than I have been for for Haikyuu. Uh, so I want more. <laughs> I want more. Yeah. And just to interject uh, here real quick, because you, you brought up something very interesting, and this is one of the reasons why uh, I, I tend to find myself gravitating uh, towards uh, sports fiction as opposed to, for the most part, actual sports. Um, some of my favorite uh, films of all time have been, you know, sports films, uh, in including films about sports that I have some very, very strong takes on. Hi there, golf. How are you doing? But <laughs> Whoa, I didn't know you had strong takes on golf. Oh. Me neither. Oh, story time! Story time! Oh no, that's a that's an offline chat because uh, I don't want to encourage uh, our editor to murder me during our happy hour immediately oh, following. Okay. It's Fine. one of those, but it's the like that. it's like that. Um, but for example, you know the the, the Rocky films uh, as well as the Creed films that are a part of that series. You know, I uh, I do casually enjoy boxing, but I I find it you know not as interesting as uh, sports fiction like you would see portrayed in something like Rocky and Creed because you get you know the the narrative element there is a a deeper story with that frames up 
the act of sport and you have all this ability to uh you know expand on the drama to zoom in on these things that you would never get to actually really check out uh except in a replay if you're watching it live it can really uh it can really enhance the experience so uh sports anime uh it it falls very much into that and because you have the additional benefit of animation uh, and this is certainly something i would talk about for uh some individual sports anime that you know i follow it really it really em- embellishes these moments it lets you uh you know really take it to a surreal level that can still be very exciting and still be very uh relatable if you're able to kind of connect it to real life phenomenon that these are being based off of mm. yeah cuz in sports broadcasting you always hear them talking about you know it's the story there's the storylines but the storylines that you are going to get in real sports broadcasting is never going to be the amount of detail and depth that you get when it's sports fiction. You're actually able to see, you know, what is the character's everyday life? What are these things? And, well, naturally, the drama is going to likely be more intense when it's fiction than real life. Yeah, the characters are a huge focus in sports anime and that's why I like it because you don't get that like usually I used to watch a lot of baseball and you'll get statistics about the players but you don't really get to know their personalities that well um so but in in Haikyuu every single character on the Karasuno team has a backstory and it's really good super compelling and but more than that um it's the relationships between all of them and how they interact with each other mm. um that that really draws you in they're all just absolutely great characters yeah 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 i'm actually uh yeah speaking of baseball you know there are uh quite a few very popular ones that have been you know a part of uh mainstream anime over the years you know ofuri big wind up you've got uh diamond no ace point of fact i i've not actually seen any of these so if either of you guys have please feel free to jump in and just give me your thoughts on them but the, you know these these have been very popular examples of uh you know of the the baseball anime in particular um basketball certainly has gotten quite a few you know uh kuroko no basket uh slam dunk um the one that i keep forgetting even though i helped uh high dive promoted that one time at new york comic con <laughs> uh geez i'm gonna have to look this up while one of you guys are talking but you know certain sports uh have gotten you know multiple uh interpretations of them in anime uh but then you also have for example there's that one show this season that joel and i were talking about um that i hadn't even heard of that sport <laughs> i was like wait this sounds like oh cavity yeah so cavity like i'm i was not familiar with the sport and having it broken down as basically like uh, a rugby variation. I'm like, this sounds awesome. I want to watch this. <laughs> and speaking of rugby, rugby has also been, uh, you know, a focus of anime, whether it's a one-off in one of the greatest gag anime of all time. You know, we were talking about Fumofu earlier, like the rugby episode is just still legendary. I will never, <laughs> I will never miss an opportunity to talk up that one episode because it was so good. Um, but you know, there was that, uh, rugby anime a couple seasons back, uh, the one where like everyone was like super cut <laughs> and they, they kept like focusing on, you know, everyone's, uh, everyone's back shots, shall we say mm, in the, yes, yes, in the course. promotional media. Um, so it's, it's also interesting again, you know, how many sports have gotten either multiple interpretations or even, uh, some interpretations, but then there are other sports that, at least off the top of my head, I don't think we've really, like, seen portrayals of. Um, you know, 
going going back to golf like i can think of more golf video games than i could think of like golf anime <laughs> or i mean if it, it, it's it's been featured in anime as you know like uh an, an ancillary part but you know to my knowledge there's never been like a proper golf anime uh granted yeah, that would also be more this. solo sport but it, you you guys get what i'm saying here yeah, now I'm looking up as you guys are talking if there's a anime about American football cuz Oh, there yes. Yeah. Oh, I Shield. Oh, yeah, I Shield. I Shield is <laughs> oh, okay, like Okay, Okay. <laughs> like I mentioned at the top of this, like, you know, it's considered okay, so one of the best is shonen. There's a golf anime. It's called okay. Don Doshi. Oh, when was this? Oh, sorry, made? not Don Doshi. Uh Don Do the Super Shot. Uh, when when did this drop? <laughs> oh, it's like... old. I I'm I'm looking at this animation style and I can tell it's old. Oh, yeah, baby. Okay, so the manga started in 95. The anime aired in 2004, so it's not that old, I say, quote-unquote, it being 15 years old. Okay, because when you said old, I was uh, suddenly I'm thinking to myself, uh, so early We're not talking 80s, like 80s, late 70s? <laughs> well, no, I, well, I am seeing some other ones as I look these up. Uh, okay, so then we're, we're uh, you know, learning this live. Like, this is this is one of those things where, again, you know, cert because certain sports, you know, besides being uh, more popular, uh, are a lot easier to uh, put into certain genres, you'll see a lot more of them. So for, like, team sports, again, look at some of the ones I've already rattled off. These are... These are, you know, the definition of the team sport anime, which in many cases also uh, share a lot with the uh, with the shonen genre in particular. Um, and then we we yeah, and I guess is the golf would be an individual sport. Exactly. So that's why I didn't want to like harp on it too much. But just yeah. as an example, I did of find though uh, there is pro golfer Saru from. April 1985 to March 1988. So there's your old, old golf anime. Hey, it's probably as old as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say what day in April it aired? Because now I'm curious. <laughs> uh, one second, just closed it. Uh, as as we record this, for those of you listening to the audio version, on April 16th, 2021, <laughs> a day before my birthday in 2021. April 2nd. Oh, okay. So it's it's literally a few days older than me. Anyway, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh yeah. As uh, Remy in the chat says, so close, so close. <laughs> but yeah. So we 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 don't we don't get golf anime quite quite that often, <laughs> as you can tell. Now, question: Are idol shows sports anime? I see where you're going with this line of thought. <laughs> because <laughs> it's competition well sorry let, let i will rephrase this not all idol anime it would be sports anime but like would love live be a sports anime because they are specifically competing so mm. i'm gonna go with no it nah. does it does borrow heavily from uh the 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 story formats the tropes uh the the nuances of the sports anime which is part of why you know it was one of those things i got super into because it's like wait it's music and basically a sports anime without sports sure sign me up <laughs> they have the training they have the games quote-unquote being the performances i feel like it has all the requisite pieces but do they sports though <laughs> Is, there's there is there is, is no singing and dancing not athletic uh, i mean if they were cheerleading then technically yes <laughs> but it is not is not competitive cheerleading so I, I think that just falls just outside 
just outside. Do um, we count TBK Euphonium? Because that is a competition band. Now I'm actually sitting here contemplating the uh, the, the logistics of this. I'm like, yeah. I think we should stick to things that have a ball <laughs> or are in the Olympics or or yes, or is it something? There we go. Fine. Is it is well, it a well, recognized Olympic sport? Here's, he, well, here's one that's not a recognized Olympic sport, but it's absolutely a sport. This is Tankery, and I am counting Girls in Panzer as absolutely a sports anime. It is a literal sport in this world. Uh, to be fair, I I feel like if they could legally do something like that as an actual sport, it it would be done. <laughs> I mean. In it, they have a organized sports league in their world for our purposes. That is absolutely sports anime, plain and simple. Is I guess it's like how Quidditch is a sport and people yes, actually absolutely play it now. yeah same there thing same thing yeah. Sidebar, one of my favorite things and one of my first professional voiceover gigs uh, for for Howcast Media was actually reading out a legit tutorial on how to play real-life Quidditch. That's amazing. University of Maryland had the uh, (laughs) country's first, well, I don't know if it's the first collegiate Quidditch team, but it has one of the best. They host the Turtle Cup every year. Um, (laughs) Like, no, seriously, that it would be usually a 32-ish team tournament for Quidditch. The University of Maryland's Quidditch team is actually just historically one of the best in the country and its team has been around for over a decade people are serious about it my cousin plays still Mm -hmm. yeah i I was just about to say i know this is like a complete tangent but for for realsies like quidditch is a legit thing (laughs) like for those of you who did not know that this is like an actual thing that people have you know legitimate competitive leagues for no, yep. really. It's like a real thing. And it has been for, yeah, like Joel mentioned, you know, better part of a decade. Because uh, I remember doing this video. It must have been like 2009 or 2010, somewhere thereabouts. So that was when Quidditch had really like taken off as a legitimate taken collegiate sport. Taken off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they don't fly. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> well played, Franji. Yes. Well played. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was walking into that one un- until until after you flagged it. So thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yes, uh, back to back to the the sports. <laughs> uh, Where's so- my Quidditch anime? Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Moving on. Dear Warner Media. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I I was also going to say one of the things that we did also discuss uh, when we were getting prepared for this episode is, you know, uh, sports where it kind of walks a fine line between team and individual. Uh, And certainly one of the ones that came up in the discussion, which uh, I probably would have brought up anyway, because it it is definitely one of the, if we're counting this as a team sports, uh, more recent team sports anime I've watched, uh, which is Iwakakuru Sport Climbing Girls, which I extolled the virtues of throughout the better part of last year. Um, Because while there are the individual components, and certainly is... uh, kind of a a tableau of different individual stories you know focused on one particular protagonist ultimately the they are teams competing for their schools and there is that sense of camaraderie there are team events where they have to rely on each other um so it's an interesting one that kind of gives you the best of both worlds uh over the course of its (laughs) admittedly all too brief and incredibly brisk run (laughs) indeed indeed that's that's the first one that comes to mind for me what about you guys are there any 
uh, sports anime that kind of walk that line, in your opinion, as well? Uh, well, so I, I do count Hibike Euphonium, I think, because it's still, it is a competition band. They have the training, they have the practices. So I'm still going to count that. And it's the individuals who are all having to be, you know, good performers on their own. They, they have solos to learn. They need to know their parts and to be able to blend in with the rest of the band. And they still have to be part of this larger cohesive unit. So, yes, Hibike Euphonium. I got nothing. Okay then. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm sitting here thinking myself because um again my my handicap going into this particular episode is even though I'm familiar with many of the you know more team oriented uh, shows and there's there's actually one other that I think we can technically count we have talked about it I was I was trying not to have to play this card but I will um. Keijo. <laughs> well, that's no, that's an individual one. That's an individual one. That's that's why I was wondering because you know, yes, for the most part, there are a lot of one-on-one, uh, you know, competitive battles, but there is you know that sense of uh, teamwork that gets brought in for like the school competitions, I and suppose, they do have the yes. team battles. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I I absolutely was keeping Keijo in my back pocket for the individual sports episode, Mario. Don't you worry. Well, okay, fantastic. I mean... I don't know. See, now I'm just getting confused, and I'm like, well, isn't a lot of things? Because, like, Hikaru no Go, if Go is a sport, yeah, you're playing one-on-one, so it's an individual thing, but then they also enter tournaments where you're on a team of three, and three people are all playing. There's three games of Go going on at once, and I'm like, does that count? I, I don't know. I would say probably not, because they don't train as a team, and they aren't working actively together, that they are they are doing three individual matches, which then, as a team is determined the the rank but like in a band you have to actively be working with the other people in the band and like considering dynamics and uh, playing your literal and figurative part as part of a larger cohesive unit um but like they do play they play together with each other in the go club they like training each other by playing matches with each other i don't know i get what you're saying but i'm just i'm saying i'm overanalyzing it now and i'm like well lots of things fit this category but they might not so, no, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there there was another that I would save uh, for for you know individual sports, uh, and I'm just bringing this up you know just to kind of flesh out this point of you know how how deep into the technicality would we want to go? Uh, Tiger Mask Double, uh, you know that is a, a professional wrestling anime where it's mostly one on one combat, but you know there's an entire uh, an entire series of matches in the in the the course of the show where it's, you know, tag team format, uh, elimination tag team, no less. But ultimately, I didn't want to count that one because those are very arbitrary one-offs. It's not like, hey, these guys are always training together. Their, uh, you know, their their uh, collective success can also determine their individual success. It's just kind of, you know, convenient for the plot to also have a multi-person match. So yeah. I, I was like, that's that, that, that one's not going to be put on the table. Um, cause again, like, they, they train together in some cases, but it's very much like, this is not the norm. This is the exception. Wait, wait. Mm. Okay. So hold on. So what about free then? Because they're competing together on a team, but it's a relay race. So each of them is training in his own separate style of swimming. And they're like made up of four little individual races. That okay. Are going I, would, I would count that as an individual sport. 
it, really? I, I would have counted it as a team sport. Okay. Oh I, my I gosh. Would, yeah, for me, I would count that as another hybrid for you know for the same reason as. Well, a, yeah. Iwakaku. So I suppose, I guess, you're right that it's a it's a good parallel to Iwakakaru. And I guess that just the more I think about it, the more I think that those type of parallel things where your score is a combination of the teammates, but that your individual score is not impacted by your teammates' contribution, that I count that as an individual sport. So uh-huh. I'm now just leaning more towards Iwakakaru being an individual, not a sport anime. But I see what we, you're saying. But okay. that is assuming that you count that in i suppose we're getting a bit into technicalities here <laughs> anyways hmm, so is war anime a, a sport anime because you're working together on a team wait a minute <laughs> i bring this up for a very important reason because then code geass could be a sports anime oh for the love of oh! <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry i don't actually think that code geass is a sports anime but i had to work it in somehow uh, i had to get the obligatory wait, check mark wait 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 what don't they technically have a game of competitive tag in season two they do okay we got there we got it! <laughs> we did it, y'all! We somehow we somehow managed to logic our way into putting Code Geass not just in this Lelouch episode. would be proud. Uh, <laughs> we are the worst. <laughs> no, we're the best. Yes. We're the best because we're the worst. <laughs> um, but but in, in all seriousness, uh, you know, they, they do have they do have essentially overglorified tag. <laughs> So you were. Hey, Haruhi Suzumiya has a baseball episode. They do have a baseball episode. Uh, Dragon Ball uh, also features uh, baseball episodes throughout. I mean, now we're we're talking about you know non. Oh wait a minute, Franji. Yeah, um, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen had a baseball episode like a month ago. I've not been caught up <gasps> at all whatsoever. <laughs> I'm a terrible person, but I haven't watched any since the first season or the first half of the first thing. No. Yeah. You need to catch up. I am way behind. Oops. Spoiler alert, there's a baseball episode. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I feel like baseball is the go-to sport for when a non-sports anime wants to do a sport. And yes. I figure that's probably just because baseball is the thing in Japan that you think it's America's pastime. Oh no, no, no! It is Japan's pastime. Yeah, we uh, we definitely <laughs> we gifted them a love of baseball. Oh um, yeah, that just Japanese baseball stadiums are as big, if not bigger, than American football stadiums to give you a sense of scale. Like I love baseball. the Tokyo Dome. Great. Look up pictures of that thing. It is gorgeous and it is enormous. That's awesome. And that's that's for those of you uh, who who don't follow Japanese baseball nor professional wrestling of the Japanese variety. Because, <laughs> like, real talk, uh, one one of my things I would love to do next time I'm in Japan is to to see something at Tokyo Dome, preferably you know the annual Wrestle Kingdom show from New Japan, because that is a spectacle. Given like how how gorgeous Tokyo Dome is, it's like one of those meccas. Of um of of sports, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is. It, oh, it is. It is. It is a good venue. It is so cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, even yeah, you know, just to tie into some other random stuff that we are all familiar with. So, um, you know, we talk about Gogo Curry often. Usually, when Lara is a guest on the show, uh, if you 
if, if you are like in the know about, you know, the, the origins of uh, Go-Go Curry, as well as one of the nuances of how they do things. I actually do not know where this is going, so I'm very curious. So uh, first off, uh, 55, it's, it's not just like a random number choice. Uh, so we were talking about how big uh, Japan or how big baseball is in Japan. Uh, and interestingly enough, uh, Hideki Matsui, who played for the New York Yankees for some time, Mm-hmm. That was his number, and that mm-hmm. was the favorite player of the 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 founder of Go Go Curry. Huh? Am I an idiot because I didn't realize it was Go Go like five five? I thought it was Go Go like Go Run Go yes, Get Your that, Curry. No, you are not no, wrong. That is, that is, that totally is exactly okay. what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and that's also why the number fifty five comes up so often. Why five is such an important number? Mm. Uh, and you know the the individual restaurants uh, in, in terms of just like you know, what they're, what they're labeled for the branding. They're not simply, you know, oh, it's this, this location, it's that location, it's stadium. Oh. Oh, I never even knew they were designated as stadiums, but that's cool. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, and and if you look at for Gogo Curry uh, America, uh, the original mascot that Lara created for them, uh, in, in terms of like her background interests, you'll notice that she's very sporty. And she likes baseball. <laughs> so, That's amazing. Uh, again, baseball it, is like a very, it, it's a, it, it's very, very beloved uh, in Japan. So it's, it's not just like a, a happenstance that you see so much baseball, uh, not just as a sports anime of choice uh, for Japanese anime, but also as like, you know, one of their pastimes. It's like, it, basically you got like that and bowling. <laughs> Those are like the, the hardcore uh, I feel yeah, like bowling is nowhere times. near like bowling is bigger in Japan than it is in the US. That is for sure. But to be fair, it doesn't take much for bowling to be bigger than it is in the US in any given country. Yeah. Um, and but, and fi- sidebar, I find it interesting that we don't see more, you know, straight up bowling anime like you see bowling represented in anime, especially for, you know, like uh, romantic comedies, because, you know, it's a popular date option. It's like, hey, let's go bowling and do karaoke cool um yep. but, but off the top of my head and i'm sure if we research we'll probably find at least a handful like i'm not saying there hasn't on been it. any <laughs> thank you professor joel <laughs> i will buy you time <laughs> bowling king there we go there we go uh where, when did uh this particular one drop uh it never was an anime but it is a 24 volume manga that was released from 97 to 08 give us a bowling a king adaptation time. you cowards <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're getting we're getting remakes of of all the things. Let's uh, you know, let's give a chance to to the King of Bowling. <laughs> no, okay, but really, wait, so, so Bowling King, there we go. So we have a manga, but we don't really have anime. But again, you've seen it in you know in anime all the time. Like off the top of my head, first thing that's popping in, uh, Rent a Girlfriend. You know the the episode with uh, Sumi. Like they go bowling. Mm, yeah, because that is a totally common uh, thing to do. Um, but yet we do not have that. Yeah, I'm anime. not finding one. Can we um backtrack to baseball for a second? Oh, absolutely. Baseball, baseball is one of the sports that I always followed, like in real life. But I've Go never actually seen a baseball anime. So, have you guys seen any baseball anime? And what, which one would you recommend, if you have? I feel like Ace of Diamond is sort of. Now, I have never myself watched a full baseball anime, but Ace of Diamond is the one that I have heard the name most often. 
Okay, I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, um, and I know, yeah. I know for Dojinopolis, we made a whole bunch of jokes uh, because of uh, uh, Ofuri Big Windup. <laughs> that one was mm. uh, it was it was it was the free of baseball, from what I recall. I never got around to actually seeing the show, but I remember that was part of it was why actually, we uh, we focused on that baseball anime. Must have been a year or two ago. Yeah, there was a, another recent. Familiar. There was another recent one. Um, I'm just Tamayomi. Out. Tamayomi. It was last year. Okay, there we go. There we go. What's the name of the one that was the free of baseball? I'm gonna have to look this up. God help me. Ofuri Big Windup. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Like I may, I may Cross be slightly. Game. I might, I might be slightly overselling it, but it, it's. You know, it's 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 definitely like borderline from what I recall <laughs> of, of how it was Princess sold. Princess Nine, this looks neat. Oh, uh, which one? Princess Nine. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Princess Nine. That's from like back in the day. I never saw yeah, that either. Just, that one I'm was just seeing really the popular. key art here, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely remember coming across that title. I just never actually like saw it. Um, when did that one originally drop? Uh, let me check. Princess Nine. 1998. Yeah, that sounds about uh, right. No, oh, uh, yep, yeah, 98. Yeah, because yeah. I... And it's interesting, it's a anime original. There is no manga here. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I, I distinctly remember, like, in my, my early fandom, <laughs> like, that was one of those, like, it was recent enough <laughs> that it wasn't, like, old at the time. But it was, it, mm -hmm. it was in that weird spot of, like, oh, this just came out, like, you know, two, three years ago in Japan. Ooh, shiny and new. <laughs> Meanwhile, fast forward to 2021. Oh, that came out last season? Oh, that's ancient, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so no, yeah, so Tamayomi for the new one, Princess Nine for the old, Ace of Diamond for the classic, and Big Wind Up for the pretty boys. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So there you go. You got uh, got plenty of of baseball to to work with there, Franji. Yeah, thank you. That's good. <laughs> and also, and, and Remy in the chat. You know, cons considering uh, you know her handle, dancing Red Sox. Duh. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so def definitely uh, taking notes uh, as is indicated by the chat. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh man. So yeah. So sports anime is is very very interesting it, it is uh, a very influential uh genre you know not just in live action but also in animation as you can see and you know some sports uh have a lot more you know uh connection to to daily uh japanese life uh, than others but it's cool that they really do run that gamut um so yeah we we will definitely be continuing this with the individual sports because oh they, they, there are going to be some Good, good takes on that one, because <laughs> there are uh, some of the individual sports uh, are, are real revelations in some cases. Um, so we will be returning to this subject uh, in the future, because uh, I know I'm actually not going to be here the next two weeks. Got some screeching about anime over at the Galaxy Con to do. <laughs> yeah, which ones are you doing for? Because I know that uh, these are things that even if people are listening to the podcast live, that usually... The panels you are hosting are not at this exact hour, but Correct. that just, you know, in order to make sure that you aren't spreading yourself too thin and that you aren't getting to these panels tired. Exactly. That, <laughs> uh, you're taking a step back. But um, do you know already what the times will be for those respective panels? 
Uh, yes, uh, both of them are at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so if if you're you know able to catch at least a little bit of a happy hour, then pop on over. Uh, you guys in particular are going to have a, a very good laugh about the first of the two that I'm going to be taking care of these next two weeks. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, so first off, we're we're going to be uh, talking to the English dub cast of Fire Force. Oh. Hey. Uh, and then the following week, uh, Assassination Classroom. Ooh. Oh, fun, fun. I'm surprised that Ass Class is still getting the time of day, not because it doesn't deserve it. The, the series is great. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But uh, I almost felt like it was a bit too old, but I'm glad to see or hear that it has the support to get a panel. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I was a little surprised as well, but then when I, I look at who's in that cast, like it definitely has you know, a, a lot of Star Wars of uh, Funimation, so it John, does not surprise Justin me. Briner is in that one, I think. Maybe I'm remembering it correctly. Uh, let me actually, <laughs> let me pull this up <laughs> before we start wrapping up, because I'm like, yeah, who, who, who exactly is in, in these panels that were would be worth mentioning for our as usual I bring it listeners? up on my end as well. I've got to finish oh, we've assassination Oh, we got class, Sonny right? Straight. Ooh, Austin Tyndall. Yep. Uh, yeah, I remember Sonny and Austin uh, in particular, because I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, those, are, those are some folks I have not seen in a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. Um... Almost caught up there. Lindsay there we go. Seidel, Martha Harms, Afia Yu, and Kristen McGuire. Yeah, Afia. Um, so you actually. Afia, thank you for correcting me. Uh, you actually played uh, through the the I believe the visual novels you and RJ played through uh, last fall were the ones that uh, uh that that she put together. Oh, yeah. She's from Sake Visual. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> nice. Uh, and and also um, also try in Higurashi. Try to work that so, into yeah. the. Uh, try to find a way to work that into the uh, interview. Oh Lord, uh, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to get away with that, uh, considering how these things tend to go. But either way, just kind of a <laughs> a fun little fun little thing to to chew on for all of you who tune into our regular content here. So you know, it's it's all connected. <laughs> on that note we are going to start wrapping it up for this week so um again we will be returning to sports anime at some indeterminate time in the future stick around if you are watching us live because at 5 30 p.m eastern standard time we will be kicking off our weekly community happy hour hosted by neo ivan of neo ivan gaming there will be plenty of murder time i saw in the chat that <laughs> remy our editor and uh, neo ivan are already carving up the knives <laughs> They are, they are ready for some murder time. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll we'll get some recaps going on next week because as mentioned, uh, you know, our next uh, big weekend thing is the radio drama presentation of The Mummy next week at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but we'll remind you guys about that again. So uh, yeah, until next time, we hope that you stay happy, stay healthy, stay informed, and we will see you again soon here at Digital Era Twitch. Take care, y'all.